0: Every evening, a church in Longmont, the Westview Presbyterian Church, transforms into the headquarters of Boulder County's first ever safe lot, a sanctioned parking lot where people living in vehicles can stay overnight. The safe lot is organized by the nonprofit Homeless Outreach Providing Encouragement, but everyone just knows them as Hope. Hope's executive director, Joseph Zanovich, spearheaded the program last year, and he finally got it up and running with room for eight cars this June.
1: So we try to take care of all the little basic things. You know, really what they have to worry about is getting that good night's sleep. They don't have to worry about that anymore, hopefully. Um, And what they're going to do when they wake up. And that's how it should be. So that's what I'm really trying to create here is that sense that, like, your basic needs are met. Now you can. Now you can focus on tomorrow, on whatever tomorrow looks like for you, from a job, saving money, um, what you need to do.
0: One evening, as vehicle dwellers rolled in, Zanovich led me on a tour. One couple has three dogs living with them in their passenger car.
1: Yeah, Jacks Jack jumped in my car the other day.
0: Really?
1: <laughs> he just loves the play. So, oh my god! This is Jack's home for the Hello. Yeah, for we'll a
2: while.
1: This is Sam. Hello. Hi, Sam. This is Lily. She's blind and deaf. Oh. <laughs> Lily's a crackup. She'll just be running in circles all around the
3: floor. <laughs> she don't know where to go. That's she'll funny. think she'll hear us, but we're like over there. Yeah, he'll get you. Yeah.
2: Yep. This is our humble abode for the moment. <laughs> Keep our clothes back here. I Jack's that up that
3: side. Lily's
2: up that side. Brandon's don't. there. on there, and muffins in my lap.
3: We got a whole system. Yep. It works for the moment. Yeah. Just temporary.
0: Yolanda, a woman who's been living out of her silver two-door Hyundai for more than a year, is also here tonight. She told me, as we sat on a curb, she smoked a cigarette, that being able to stay in the safe lot has changed life, as she knew it, for the better. It's been about a month and a half now.
3: Um, I was parked down by the St. Rain River one evening and found a little note on my car saying, Got a new program, say flat, come park. I said, wow, it would be really great to park someplace at night and not feel like I'm have to be awake all night, be aware of everything's around me all night long. So I checked into it. I was one of the first two or three to be approved.
0: Can you tell me, you know, what what you would do before you were able to park here? What was oh, it like just
3: just try to find a place to be safe.
0: What does what that mean in, around here? Um,
3: basically just where you were, you could sleep where it was dark, but not knowing there was other homeless people around, because there's a lot of homeless that are very cagey, I like to say. And, um, but yeah, just being safe. I'm a, you know, an elderly woman, not real old, but being by myself, I was always aware of not really sleeping at night. But when I came here, I started sleeping, which is really nice, get five, six hours of sleep at night without worry that someone's coming, bang, bang, bang on my window, or the cops coming, bang, 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 what are you doing here? You know, or if there's rackets, someone coming down the street from the drug users that are on the street. And it's, yeah, it's really nice. It's a quiet, nice area to come to sleep at night.
0: With a safe place to park her car overnight, the decreased stress and increased sleep has offered Yolanda some traction on her path out of homelessness, a journey that's typically much longer and tougher than the path into homelessness.
3: I worked for a company that's beat me up so bad. It's like, I just want to take a vacation. So I took a year-long vacation, <laughs> I became homeless, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm not too bad with the homelessness. I kind of like it in a way. But, because I don't have to worry about anything else. I just worry about me. I don't have to worry about payments on the car, because my car's paid for. I don't worry about rent, which is so high today. It's outrageous. And I mean, even if I made 20 bucks an hour, I couldn't get a one-bedroom apartment by myself. Mm-mm. And that's a bad thing, you know. And I think living in my car, is you know, just a little iffy now and then, but. It's rent free, <laughs> and I have a chance to save a lot more money moving forward now that I have a job. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easier, but I still got to get a place sooner or later. And there's a lot more elderly that are actually losing their homes because they can't pay what people want them to pay on their rent. And so I'm lucky. My mom almost went homeless, but my daughter took her in. I was staying with my daughter. So at that point, my daughter took her in and I said, well, it's a little too crowded for me to be here. And that's the point I went homeless. And I got in a fight with my daughter about it, and da, da, da. Anyway, No, but my, at least my mom still has a place to live.
0: And is she still there? Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. So I'd rather have her have a place with me, really. She is way, late. she has long issues. So she's better off being stable where I can I'm still young enough, strong enough, and healthy enough.
0: (laughs) I'm Emma Athena, and this is Unhoused, a podcast collaboration between Boulder Weekly and KGNU. In episode three, we'll look at the use of safe lots to help support people who are living in cars by providing a sense of safety and security from which unhoused people can build off of. Most people who are living in their cars or those experiencing what researchers call vehicular homelessness, are people experiencing homelessness for the first time.
4: For a lot of people who are vehicle dwellers, They were recently doubled up, and or they've recently lost their job. So it's kind of the population that we see that's the most acutely tied to economic shocks.
0: Gary Painter is the director of the Homeless Policy Research Institute at the University of Southern California. They've been studying solutions to homelessness for years. Some of the oldest safe lots are up and down the West Coast. Though it's illegal to sleep in vehicles in most places across the seven-county metro Denver area, advocates estimate as many as a thousand people are doing so. It's a segment of the homeless population that's routinely overlooked, not just in Colorado, but many metro areas around the country. Gary Painter says safe lots offer a promising intervention for those people forced to live in their
4: vehicles. And I think it's the case for two reasons, and I think we shared with you the evidence from the four pilot programs on the West Coast that we had identified. And and while not all of them collected all the relevant data that one would want to assess, one of the things that we did see is greater connection to broader sets of systems of support um, if people were in cars. And in addition, there's just simply the provision of safety. And so as both from a theoretical standpoint, what we would expect to happen if people are known versus unknown in terms of the ability to connect to support, it seems, a lot, it seems to make sense. And again, the provision of safety for people is, a, is, is certainly value because we know how much violence happens writ large in the homeless population.
0: With greater access to supportive services and the safety a sanctioned lot provides, Painter says the odds of someone descending into street homelessness from vehicular homelessness go down. Roughly half of people who move into their cars are able to move back into a home without living on the streets. In his eyes, providing help to those living in cars is just as much a homelessness prevention tool as it is a way to help those who are still homeless by definition.
4: One of the frames that I think is useful in thinking about why we might want to intervene with people living in cars is to think about it as a homelessness prevention mechanism.
0: Within the first three months of opening Hope's Safe Lot program, Hope's Executive Director Joseph Zanovich says five people who were previously unemployed now have jobs or have enrolled in school or work education programs. Yolanda is one of them. Two weeks before we met, she started working at a manufacturing plant in Longmont, and she's now able to save money for her next step in life.
3: When you're on the street by yourself, you don't have the chance to make those kind of connections to find yourself stepping forward. Mm -hmm. And when I came here, the first thing I found, and Renee, we talked, we discussed, and and all of a sudden I found myself feeling better about myself. I started to step up and say, yeah, I can do this. I can finally get a job again. You know, because it was like, um, I stepped into a situation where I wasn't depressed, but I just didn't want to work anymore.
0: Despite the quick successes at HOPE's Safe Lot program, expanding sanctioned parking lots into Boulder and elsewhere has proven difficult. Homeless solutions for Boulder County, or HSBC, the organizational body in charge of the regional homeless reduction strategy, they don't support such services. HSBC's priority is housing the chronically and most vulnerable homeless, not servicing those with immediate needs. Joseph Zanovich says the bulk of the opposition they faced has come from the agency.
1: The opposition that I received generally comes from HSBC um, and I have received some opposition from City of Longmont staff about this program. They made it very clear from the beginning that that there was going to be no funding. Uh, This was not going to be considered an official HSBC program. This was you do this, you do it out here kind of mode. Just fine. The unfortunate reality is there's so much demand, people living in cars, that there should be a safe lot probably in every municipality. Um, Especially now, more than ever.
0: Safe parking in Boulder County, however, isn't part of HSBC's agenda. In July, they told Boulder City Council that yes, Safe lots can help the community, but such service isn't compatible with HSBC's long-term commitment to end homelessness. As we covered in our first episode, HSBC has employed the nationally acclaimed Housing First Homelessness Reduction Strategy since 2017. The idea is to eliminate homelessness via highly focused, housing-specific solutions. The implementation of this approach has garnered mixed reviews and critiques from local advocates who believe the focus on housing has left those currently experiencing homelessness with hardly any opportunities for temporary help. When HSBC met with the city council, they made it clear that where HSBC invests its money is based on evidence, outcomes, and trade-offs with housing. So staff can't endorse investments in safe parking lots because it doesn't directly contribute to housing. And further, Safe lots could discourage participation with the Housing First system. They also claim that safe lots will encourage other unhoused people to come here for the homelessness services. But Gary Painter of the Homelessness Policy Research Institute asserts that safe lots can work within a housing first approach. Just like permanent housing, transitional safe lots depend upon the idea that stability itself goes a long way when trying to gain traction out of homelessness. The
4: housing first model for the chronically homeless, which we know is the right model, does occupy a lot of resources. You have to build the housing and provide the support services. In Boulder, building the housing is expensive, but not as expensive as Los Angeles or San Francisco.
0: In the meantime, while housing is being built, transitional programs can supplement that sense of relief in a cheaper and quicker way.
5: There is nothing inconsistent about having a campsite or a parking lot or a shelter and also offering navigation, case management, or something of that nature.
0: Bill Sweeney is the co-founder of the Colorado Safe Parking Initiative. He's been lobbying for the creation of more safe lots in the metro Denver area as a longtime advocate for the homeless in Boulder County. In fact,
5: um, Colorado Safe Parking Initiative, that I'm part of uh, really says that that's that's the only way um, we, we are really willing to help you do whatever it takes to get into this segment, but only if you are prepared to design a program that includes um, the work to get people out of housing.
0: While the concept of safe lots has continued to meet resistance along the front range of Colorado, there have been safe lot programs operating on the West Coast for years. In some places for decades. Cassie Roach is a program manager at the New Beginnings Counseling Center in Santa Barbara, California, which runs the city's 16-year-old safe parking program. They've helped more than 10,000 people experiencing homelessness since 2004.
2: We very much consider ourselves to be a safety net program, so we are able to catch people first entering kind of the homeless service arena. catch them before they fall completely into outright street homelessness and a lot of times our folks don't fully consider themselves homeless oftentimes they'll say oh i'm car camping or well at least i still have my vehicle and because of that they're not as open to or aware of homeless services so they aren't even able to access those for themselves Without the connection that our case managers provide, because they aren't necessarily in that mindset to seek out those services, Mm -hmm. not to mention the very complicated system that seems to be in place for homeless services.
0: Building off their success, New Beginnings created a safe parking program manual and a training program to help teach other localities and nonprofits and faith communities about the operational logistics of safe parking lots which should include aspects like hygiene and sanitation stations, security details, day storage, and case management services that are designed to move people out of homelessness. Safe lots are designed to just be temporary. One of the biggest barriers to creating more safe lots is space. Where would a new safe lot go? Bill Sweeney says,
5: It is generally true that neighbors do not welcome the opportunity to have a camp or a shelter or a parking lot located nearby.
0: Um,
5: And that's, there's a whole lot that goes on there. Um, There are urban legends um, that the population of the unhoused um, is dangerous, uh, rapacious, um, criminal, uh, whatever. You know many many things. Um, So so is the house community. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the we wouldn't even have those words in our language. Um, But in any event, um, there is probably no topic that will raise more vitriolic comment sections than the topic of dealing with um, uh, homeless shelters or camps or parking lots or anything of that nature. It's a difficult thing.
0: Like Boulder, Cassie Roach says Santa Barbara also deals with community bias against people experiencing homelessness and an unwillingness to host services for the unhoused in certain neighborhoods due to a variety of concerns. But over the years, they've been able to prove otherwise.
2: I think that there's a lot of stigma in the community that can be very difficult. A lot of assumptions are made and even sometimes the gaining new lots it can be difficult when neighbors come in and
1: are very
2: angry and assuming that oh it's a homeless program so there's going to be drug use and crime and human waste and all these other homeless people are going to come and it's going to be terrible and our property values are going to go down and none of that ever happens (laughs) but people have that that stigma and that bias and So that can be difficult. Uh, Santa Barbara has a very, very tight rental market, and we have a ton of students, so landlords can kind of get whatever asking price they want, and that makes it really difficult for our low-income and fixed-income folks.
0: Before opening the SafeLot in Longmont, Joseph Zanovich of Hope said he went door-to-door with a representative from the church to talk with neighbors about the program's system for vetting participants, debunking concerns about safety.
1: We walked to the neighborhood and I said, hey, we're going to be having a program. You may see cars here at night and just want to tell you about our SafeLot program. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Most people don't understand SafeLot, right? It's new. But when I say, you know, these are people that live in their vehicles. Um, this is different than a shelter system. There is background checks, there is uh, an application process. We vet every single person. Um, these are folks that don't want to be in the situation, they want out, and they're like, oh, well then that seems like a great program. Once I get past the barrier of explaining the shelter model versus a safe lab model, neighborhood, the neighborhood was just like, great, how can we help? And that's really what I want these to be about. I understand that shelters can be scary for a neighborhood, and that's a whole nother topic. But when we talk about safe lots, these are probably the safest people. I'm actually more worried about other people coming out mm-hmm. than the folks here. I trust them. Um, it's the other people from <laughs> outside that I don't.
0: After figuring out where to put a safe lot, next comes how to fund a safe lot. So Hope Longmont raised $95,000 in private funds to get the program up and running. They didn't have to secure permission from Longmont City Council because in partnering with the Westview Presbyterian Church, they were able to operate within the church's outreach programming. Zanovich estimates a full year of operation will cost them about $150,000. And in a way, having to be an independent operation has granted Hope more freedom than they have otherwise when working with HSBC, like they do with their more traditional brick and mortar shelter just a few miles away. No funding from HSBC means they don't have to follow HSBC's rules, like not allowing pets or not allowing families and couples to stay together overnight or not extending most services to those who have lived in Boulder for less than six months.
1: You know, it does allow us to take in who we want to help versus the Coordinated Entry process is very limiting on they have a six-month rule of residency. So, you know, one of the things that Coordinated Entry did was unless you have a six-month residency, you can be diverted, right? So the diversion process, that's a cut of a Mm six-month. Well, folks that are making it here, including some in the safe lot, you know, they were right at that six-month or right before it, but they're, at, they're uh, contributing to our society. They're, they're actually working. And you know, and that was, that was part of the frustration I had you know, with SafeLot with the coordinated entry because you know, people were falling through the cracks, but I knew that SafeLot could at least help some folks through that. So, you know, coordinated entry can do a lot of good, but there are gaps for a reason. Right, They're, and the system can't cover everything, and so this is a gap filler, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I wouldn't call them enemies. I think that I think that people really have been skeptical and, and not it, with the idea of like why are we going to put resources towards this and we could put it towards housing, and that's the biggest question I always get, and I get that from staff and council. and. Um, so I guess it's really for this to prove that this can work getting the people in housing and that the investment in something like this really is beneficial you know, for the greater goal of getting people out of, off the streets.
0: Beyond the Housing First argument that safe lots distract financial resources from permanent housing solutions, perhaps the argument that most prevails against the expansion of safe lots is the idea that providing more opportunities to safely park cars overnight will draw more people to the community who are living in their cars. It's a concept that many referred to as the magnet theory. When I asked Gary Painter from the Homelessness Policy Research Institute to elaborate on the idea and how it's impacted the landscape of homelessness services in general, he explained.
4: So part of it has to do with, um, I guess, the perception, especially if there's very limited safe parking, that for that local community, and this is true for all homeless services and housing for low-income people broadly, is that there will somehow be a magnet for people who are not from this community who are now going to be drawn to the community because of the provision of the service. Most research says that the pull of that magnet is incredibly weak if it exists at all, Um, at least, When you broaden up the geography from one tiny kind of neighborhood block to kind of a zip code sort of level, you know, most people who are going to show up at a safe parking lot actually were living in and around the community anyway. So it could have been the neighboring community or it could have been that community.
0: As such, Joseph Zanovich and others at the Colorado Safe Parking Initiative, like Bill Sweeney, envision building a comprehensive network of safe lots services across Metro Denver to eliminate relocation needs or desires. They also argue there's demand. Hope's safe lot waitlist for one is now 10 people long, and in the last few months, new safe lots have sprung up around the country as the pandemic exacerbates the need for shelter. Palo Alto, California, Charlotte, North Carolina, San Antonio, Texas, All but a sampling of other communities that simultaneously subscribe to the Housing First methodology and are willing to experiment with new safe parking lots. Conversations about safe lots are now also emerging elsewhere in Colorado, places like Breckenridge, Denver, and around Jefferson County. In Eugene, Oregon, a safe lot program that began in the late 90s has since grown to 65 parking spaces scattered in various discrete locations around the city. Reagan Watjus, a policy analyst in Eugene city manager's office, says in just the first six months of 2020, Eugene's safe lot program helped two individuals into permanent housing and served more than 100 people living in cars with restrooms and garbage services. Yeah, the
2: demand certainly is there and, and you know, currently outweighs the, the capacity of the programs and especially with these supportive services um, that, you know, allows sort of the breathing room for them to work on that more long term stability for them, for their lives.
0: In Longmont, Joseph Zanovich believes Hope Safe Lot can serve as a positive model for what's possible when thinking outside the narrow implementation of Housing First strategies in Boulder. Yeah,
1: I want to see this model replicated. It, it needs to be, this this is a need. And, you know, I I do want to have the conversation with, uh, you know, especially folks that say, put the money towards housing, but I can't ignore what's happening now. I mean, this was planned pre-COVID, but the timing could not be more, you know, it's, it's, I couldn't have planned it better in that regard. I, but, I mean, even before COVID there was a need, right? And it's compounded now. So yeah, if we can get this model, to, to other cities. I mean, we'll start with Boulder County. We'll start there. But and it, it's growing. And there's so much desire. A lot of churches are like, well, we've clearly got empty spaces because we're not meeting for church. So let's do something with our... So now it's a matter of coordinating all this, making sure that, you know, we can set up a system that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting
0: there. Back with Yolanda, I notice how she looks around the church with a smile, describing the ways in which Hope's safe lot has helped her along the way. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how, how influential just someone else caring can be.
3: Oh, yeah. Once I was thinking about this the other day, you know, not caring about yourself a little bit. But once somebody starts caring about you, you start caring about you, which is really an unusual situation. And uh, I get displaced a little bit from my grandchildren and my daughter. And now that I'm here, they're coming back into my life. So everything rolls forward. Yeah. It all may be uphill, but it still rolls forward. Right.
0: yeah. <laughs> what's, um, what's something you're looking forward to?
3: Mm. Spending time with my grandchildren. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Mm. Yeah. That's very important to me. Because it was a whole year before we had to falling down. Between me and my daughter. And um, now it's getting better. Mm. I like the way they call me Grammy Yolanda. Grammy Yolanda? <laughs> yeah. Aww. I think that's so cute. Mm. And it's just, it's nothing like being with them because they're unconditional. And it's like being in this lot, it's kind of unconditional. They're not judging you. They're not saying, you know, because you're homeless, you're you're this or that. And I think a lot of us homeless people, they look down on us. We may be living in our cars, but a lot of us have jobs. We just can't afford to get a place to live. And I think that's very unfair for a lot of us. And coming here, makes it easier because we can shower, we can bathe and have food to eat And present ourselves as more, less homeless. But they still say, while you're homeless, I don't have a place to live, but I have a job. I get paid every two weeks. And I think that's very unfair because a lot of people do look down on us. Even though we are working, we are hardworking. We're very hardworking. Everybody in this lot a Staser, has a job. And I think it's unfair for anybody to say, Oh, they're homeless, they're just lazy. No, we're not. We just can't afford what is out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, a couple of people here have their animals and they live with the car, in the car with them and they respect their animals more than people respect them. I've seen, you know, people come through and yell and say, you're homeless, get a job. I have a job. (laughs) What do you mean, get a job? Stop living in your mama's house, is what I say. yeah because it's, it's a lot of the kids. it's the kids. It is the teenagers, the young adults that look down more than anything. but like I say, day by day, step by step, you' only climb up. you always slide back, you know but you know.
0: The leadership at HOPE and the Colorado Safe Parking Initiative believe that safe lots can prevent someone's situation from worsening into street homelessness. But what if that does happen? What if you do end up on the streets? That's next on Unhoused. This series was created to expand upon six written articles, which you can find at BoulderWeekly.com. The Unhoused podcast is a collaboration between Boulder Weekly and KGNU. You can subscribe to the series wherever you get your podcasts. The series editor is Angela K. Evans with audio production by Maeve Conran with help from Jacob Lynn. I'm Emma Athena. Thanks for listening.